radiofreebrooklyn.org. Okay. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. Can, Can you, you hear, hear yourself? Me? Yeah. Oh, shoot. All right. Good. We're in business. Oh, let me put this on airplane mode. I don't know. Uh, uh, airplane mode. Yeah. All right. This is it. This is no suggestion. An improv comedy talk show. It's a radio show and a podcast. We're here live in Radio Free Brooklyn. Support us. Um, and, uh, I am Ralph Jean Pierre, your host. And our guest tonight is Stephanie Ray. Yeah. Hello. Hi. North Coast owned. What what is what are what are their affiliations? Can you shout out? Uh, I work for and love working with Freestyle Plus. I am founder and creative director of the Black Improv Alliance. I'm part of a weekly Saturday morning Black nerdy podcast called The New Blurred Order. Wow! And I'm probably forgetting something. I'm sorry, whoever I didn't mention. You got a lot. Yeah, you got a lot of. Uh... Got a lot of hustles going on. Yeah. Could you would you mind angling? Yeah. So the, I want the camera to catch. Hold. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Y'all can't see Stephanie's, it, but I'm blowing kisses. Mm-hmm, blowing kisses. Yes. Yeah. Um. Tell me about the podcast that you do. Uh. So it is every Saturday morning for two hours. It's called New Blurred Order, and we talk about pop culture. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I do not like DC, but we talk about it all. Oh, shoot. Get, all right. We got to get into that. Okay. Yeah. We have guests. We had uh, Yvette Nicole Brown has been on the show twice, and she is just such oh, a delight, wow. an angel yes. on earth. I adore her. Um, yeah. So we have, we have guests come on the show. We've had Omar Holman from Black Nerd Problems. He's just like so brilliant and funny. Tiffy Starchild. I adore her. Lots of, lots of really fantastic guests and just talking about pop culture and what's happening in the world sometimes too. How long have you done this podcast? Uh, about a year, I think. Okay. I can't believe I didn't know about this. Maybe I've heard you mention it once. I didn't know anything about this. I'm not good at promoting myself. Yeah. Like, I see people put up an Instagram post like, here's where you can find me this month. And it's got all their shows. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to do that. And then I get to call for my show, which is in an hour. And I'm like, uh. I'm posting my Instagram story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, okay, let me tell you the format of the show before we get too, too deep into into nerd talk. Okay, cool. so uh, no suggestion. The format, it'll work like this. It's very relaxed. All right, so we're going to talk for an hour about whatever life stuff or nerdy stuff, whatever comes up, whatever we want to talk about, we're going to talk about. And at any point... During this about an hour of 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 uh of talking that we do, at any point either of us can initiate an improv scene mm. at any point. Okay. Uh based in some way off what we're talking about, probably. Um at any point either of us can initiate a scene. That scene can last thirty seconds, it can last three minutes, it'll last however long it lasts. And then at any point either of us can call scene and then that's it. And then we could go back to talking about whatever we want to talk about. Hopefully that happens at least, uh, at least four times in the next hour. Okay. And uh, if it happens more than four times, that is incredible. That would be wonderful. But if, if it happens less than four times, I will go home feeling sad. Oh no. Okay. Uh, but because it's all my fault. 
All right. So How will you know when I'm in character? Because uh, I'm always on. That's part of the challenge. <laughs> that's part okay. of the challenge. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I want. Yeah. I. Okay, there's a couple things to talk about. One is, what do you think that's about? The the not being good at promoting oneself. I have never been super comfortable tooting my own horn. I want somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. I I am I'm a writer. That's another thing we didn't talk about. I have I'm not published, not yet, but I have written several completed novels. I have a bunch of half finished ones, some short stories, and I refuse to self-publish because I want a big six publisher to validate my writing. So that's a, that's a thing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Damn, you have several novels completed? Yeah, but none of none of them are ready. They all need various levels of editing. And I have to have the time and enthusiasm to go back into it. I haven't yet. Mm. Damn, but that's a lot. You're telling me you <laughs> built you telling me you built these skyscrapers by hand? <laughs> Unveil them. Open them. Here's here's the thing. I need to get certified by the National Association of Skyscrapers before anyone can look at them because I just want people to know that I did this the right way. I thought these were part of the sky. First of all, it's inconceivable. How I don't understand how you're able to build these on your own. It's so much. I think everyone just walks by these and thinks, oh, these are just other skyscrapers that are part of this city as a city planner the i i regularly include these buildings in, in my map of the city i thought these were sanctioned oh don't no don't don't do that i i don't want anyone looking at them yet they've not they've not been sanctioned so just pretend they're not even there uh, these are massive skyscrapers each above 80 stories someone this is a massive resource for the city please i i i need you to step aside and let let my inspectors I've already looked through the building it's very it's beautiful it's very uh functional the rooms and the architecture is truly breathtaking the, this this could be a great source of income for you I deeply appreciate that but without an official certificate declaring my skyscrapers up to par I'm just not ready for anyone to take a closer look you know that's not at all mandated by law. That's purely a superficial. By law, you've already met all standards and codes. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to build. These are ready to open. I mean, yes, but having the certificate makes me official. Can I just ask you, how long did each of these take to build and how long have they been standing here? Um, Six months to a year to complete each one and they've they've been here about 10 years now i just need an official skyscraping inspector to tell me that they're good and then i'll do a big announcement and let the public enjoy them but i'm just not ready miss carlson you're, you're telling me that these skyscrapers that you built each within a year have been standing here vacant and unused and unnoticed for 10 years it's really hard to get approved by the National Association of Skyscrapers. You don't need their approval. You don't need it. I need it more this than is, anything. 
this is potentially tens of millions of dollars of revenue that you're just passing up yearly. I appreciate your concern. Scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty accurate reflection of uh, what is happening in my writing life. Wow, that felt like we were just like doing, we like acted out a piece of uh, therapy. Yeah, you unlocked something. Um, my word. Yeah. I, I mean, I have never come close to writing anything like a novel, but that feels like a definite undertaking. Are you, are you a big reader also? I am not as much as I used to be. I don't have as much free time as I used to, but growing up, I would literally go to the library, get 20 books, close the door to my room and not come out. Just read. I would read Three, four, five books in a day. Are you an only child? No, but I wanted to be. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Wait, what? <laughs> How do your siblings, did they know that you wanted to be? How many siblings do you have? Uh, Three. And yes, I have told most of them at various points. Wow. But, but, you know, we're adults now. We're mostly good. I'm very close to my older sister. Um, I, my younger brother is like 10 years younger than me, so we don't know each other real well, but I like him. I have another sibling from whom I am estranged. It's very dramatic. Wow. We don't talk about Bruno. Good God. Is his name Bruno? No. (laughs) It's this is very striking to me because I've told you this before that you really remind me of both of my sisters. My youngest sister's name is Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think. I tend to think that I am much closer to them than they are to me. I'm I'm the oldest and I'm very much like and they're, you know, just off living their own lives. And I've always been I don't want to say independent. That's not the right word. I'm not independent, but I definitely have my own mission, so I I'm like I'm always doing things and running around, but like I you know, I I wish we I wish they all lived here in New York and we lived on the same block. Mm. You know, what I mean, that's what I wish. But they're like, oh, um, you know, <sighs> it it is interesting seeing how sibling relationships evolve as an adult. My little brother is cool as shit, and I didn't know for a long time. Like, he does game design and voiceover stuff. There's an artist named Adam Tots, who's a really well-known cartoonist. He used to work for BuzzFeed. Now he's Indeed that I follow on Instagram. And he has a, a book I really like. And I was on his Instagram one day and he said something about having turned it into a tabletop game and was like thanking the writers. And I was like, Gabe James Games? My little brother worked on this? Wow. And then I find out, I just told you about my like writing, my publication dreams. This man published a book this year from a major publisher. And it takes a while to write a book and then to go through the publishing process. I didn't know anything about it. My mom mentioned it. I'm like, Gabe, you have a book coming out? He's like, yeah, I'll bring you one. Like, it's cop- It's it's out. It's released. I had no clue. I, I swear, next thing I'm going to find out, this man is like, I don't know, has a television show or something. But I'll find out by going on Netflix and seeing it. That. Ah, the, ah, <laughs> like. All I've ever, I was, somebody just talking to me about this. Somebody asked me if my sisters are creative, which I think 
they are, particularly my youngest sister, Stephanie, but my middle sister too, Dara, they're both very, very funny. I think they, I think they're both as funny, if not funnier than me. They both could have been comedians and they don't really do anything creative. And me all my life, I've just wanted, I, my dream is just for, my whole family to be in one business together and working together. That's my dream, but it doesn't, it's not possible. It does it. People who've done it, families that have done it, God bless them. But it's just like out of reach. And maybe it's not of interest uh, to them. I don't know. Welcome to the Smith family full service beauty salon where we do hair Nails, toenails, skin treatments, and therapy. All right, I, I, I am Carly. Okay, I'm a therapist. Okay, I also do nails. I do manis and I do pedis. Okay, and this is my daughter Patricia. Okay, she does she does uh hair dyes, coloring, and then she also can do guidance counseling for your children if they're looking for a career. We are here at the Central Pennsylvania Business Fair just to make all of you more aware of our services. It's a it's a family business, and we would really love to have you come and check out what we do. We offer many distinct services. We're a full service lifestyle shop, okay? And we run and and the most interesting thing is we run everything out of our own grounds, okay? Now. I, my master bedroom also doubles as a counseling service. And I also do attorney and, and uh, 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 I also do counseling and I do consulting if you need any law advice. And my dad does handyman services in the garage. So if you need like your furniture fixed or like your shoes cobbled or even tailoring of your clothes, you should go to the garage. Or if you need to hear somebody yell about the, the, the damn Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, we've got it all. So you come to us if you ever need any, anything done. Okay. And, and yes, we're a family. We have our problems where you come, when you come to us and get our services, you come, you see warts and all. But we could take them off because we do skin treatments. Oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll file those warts down. We'll burn them off. Whatever you need. When you come out, you're going to be exfoliated and your anxiety is going to be severely diminished and mitigated. I mean, that's what we do. We treat your physical and emotional warts. I I think I think this sounds really good, Carly, and we should film it. I think I think we should go ahead and hit hit record. You, you weren't filming that whole time? No, I thought we were doing a rehearsal. Oh my god. Okay. I don't want you to be I want you to express it to me if you're disappointed. Express you can use your words. Use your words and express I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and say it's my fault. It's me. It's me being forgetful and also a perfectionist. Well, I appreciate that. Your cuticles look terrible, Carly. I got to see. Wow. What a world. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you. Who is your best friend? So. I have different best friends for different things. Wow. One of the lessons I've learned as an adult that has been most helpful to me is that 
there is not one person on this planet Earth who can be everything that I need, mm. except for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I have a best friend that's going to give me real advice. I have a best friend that's going to agree with me no matter what. I have a best friend that will help me hide a body if I need to. I have a best friend that will pay the bail. You know, you got people who who will do different things. Uh, right now, my gut answer was Kelly, uh, my best friend since sixth grade, who has really helped me through some tough things recently. And our lives have aligned and having gone through some similar challenges. Mm. Um, but, you know, depending on when you ask me, I might say my sister. I might say my god sister, Lola. So it, it just kind of depends on the day and what I'm dealing with. Wow. That's a. Uh... That's an ability, I, I guess I want to say to compartmentalize that I really admire. I don't know that I have that ability. There's a, there's a, I guess there's a part of me that wants to simplify life as much as I can to manage it. And I think part of that is like, not, I don't think I do it very consciously, but like, making lists and organizing so I can say like, well, I think I know who my best friend is right now. And of course that moves around and changes as you're an adult. People maybe move positions or something, but yeah, I admire people who are able to be like, well, if on this day it's this and sometimes it's this and uh, you know, whether it's about their friends or about different tools they use in their life or in their work that, I don't think I have that. I really, uh, an ex of mine used to say, if I could, I would have my <laughs> my shampoo, my body wash, my toothpaste, and my ketchup in one bottle. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is really, yeah. I, I, it's, it's really that can be challenging for me to like just have the right tool for the right job because I get daunted by organizing it. Mm. How about, how about for you? Is that, do you resonate with like having one tool or are you like, no, I want to specify. I like having separate tools and having the set close by, but having it very organized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Man, I, Why does that scare? It scares me so much. Mm. That really, that really, and that's interesting because you're creative. Do you, I feel like you, we talked earlier that you have some like work that you do that is like administrative in nature. Do you feel those parts of your brain and those parts of your way of looking at the world? Do you, do you feel they conflict or do you think that like goes hand in hand with your creative side? I think they go hand in hand. I don't usually love admin, but I'm very organized and I'm very good at it. And I know that I can get it done quickly and the way that I want it done if I just do it myself. So I tend to just do it myself. Mm. Mm. Is it do it? It feels like do it yourself is like that is the Stephanie way is to do it <laughs> do it myself that way. comes across yes yeah With, and, and i can relate to that i don't i don't judge it i think i have my own ways in which that's the case 
Um, but I mean, I'm on, uh, I should have said this earlier. If I didn't, we're on North coast together and I find you incredibly easy to work with Thank you. and, and a great team player. So it's not, it didn't seem like it's difficult for you to be part of a team. It's not difficult for me to be part of a team. I have to trust people in order to be willing to put any of my fate into their hands. And I really trust everyone on North Coast and admire the talent of everyone on the team. So I feel very comfortable stepping on stage, not knowing what's going to happen. When I don't feel that way in a group of people, you can tell. And I'll just be like, all right, let me guide the ship because y'all don't know what you're doing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, just uh, let me drive the train. Don't worry about nothing. I got here. Let me you just sit back and relax. Yeah. I drive this whole train. Uh, Mr. Warren, we are so excited to have you here at Amtrak headquarters today. But this this was just supposed to be a tour of what you've invested in. Ooh, not- the mountains are going by fast. <laughs> Mr. Warren, civilians by law are not allowed to drive the train. Uh, am I a civilian or am I a colonel, a captain? Uh, what do they got on trains? What is that? Uh, Chief? Sheriff, it, it whatever is, it is, that's me, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Warren. My hands only shake when I'm when I'm I'm very caffeinated. We, I'm alert. <laughs> we are so pleased to have you here with us today. But this this tour was designed to be just just that, not not quite so hands on. So if you could just let let the actual conductor do the conducting. Is the thing. I mean, the train is on a track, so it's not like I can take us the wrong way. All I can do is encourage the train to go forward, give it a pep talk, go to the furnace, go to the engine and say, hey, you burn, you burn. And then I come in here and the delivers the knobs. I pull them and crack them and pull them and push them. (laughs) And how much did did this man invest? Fourteen billion dollars. We have to keep him happy. (sighs) Okay, I'm rich. Uh, Mr. Warren, I I love your enthusiasm for trains. It is. What's your name? Sandy. That's a great name tag. Okay. What my first order of business, everyone who works at Amtrak will be named Sandy because you've been doing a great job. That's not necessary, Mr. Warren. Thank you. Order the name tags. These mountains are going by fast. Yeah. uh, Mr. Warren, you're not supposed to actually pull that lever so hard. How are we going to go into the future? If we don't get to 1.21 gigawatts. Mr. Warren, this train is not equipped for these kinds of speeds. Please, sir, I'm begging you to slow it down. It almost feels like the faster we go, the slower the mountains go. Science. Mr. Warren! <laughs> we have arrived. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. That was a rough. That was a rough <laughs> stop, Sandy. That was a rough stop. But we made it here much faster than you thought, huh? Huh? See, I need coffee. Okay. <laughs> As uh, illustrated, sound effects are one of my most highly developed skills. Uh, that's really, I don't. I don't know what that was. I was like, what does a train crash sound like? <laughs> I didn't know eating if a, a sandwich. If a creature was eating the train or. It's all right. All of it is. All of it is part. 
Um, okay. Oh, I want to get into this now. Okay. Give me your your DCU versus uh, MCU breakdown. What's your uh, current take? Spill the tea. Um, hate it. I don't like anything about DC. I know so many huge fans of Batman, which I find very annoying. Every incarnation of Batman? Every incarnation. His only superpower is white supremacy. Wow. It's not an original thought. I heard it in an Instagram reel, but immediately was like, yes, you yes. are correct. Yes, yes. And I don't understand why people are such big fans. I think he's whack. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least mm-hmm. Tony Stark is funny and charming. Nice, nice. So there's that. I just think Marvel is more entertaining. It's funnier. DC is so dark and slow and boring. I had to watch Titans for the New Blurred Order, the Saturday morning podcast that I'm on. And God, I hated it so much. Was this a movie or a cartoon? It was or? a show. Oh, it's a show. Yes, 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 yes. And it was so bad. I have watched clips of Batman movies, never a full one, and was just like, womp, womp, womp. I've heard things about the Joker movie and how it's just a celebration of white men being aggressive and terrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, there's nothing to like about the DC universe or comics or anything. Mm. I listen. I am staunchly Marvel over DC. I will say the movie I've seen the most. This is very fascinating, actually. The movie I've seen the most in my life, maybe the most important movie of my life, is the 1989 Batman. Mm. Is the the Michael Keaton Batman? Mm. I think that that movie is probably the most form. Probably that the 1989 Batman and 1984's Purple Rain are probably the two most influential movies in my life. Which is funny because Prince did the soundtrack for the 1989 Batman. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a whole album called Batman. Um, and I love Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. I love Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, and I love that recent Joker movie that came out. That said, all that aside, oh, Batman Returns is great too with Michael Keaton. Uh, let me see. No, there's more. This is not necessarily DC. This is like the 70s Christopher Reeve Superman I also love as okay. well. Um, I think that's it. But then everything that's modern, like the, basically the real DCU versus MCU, I'm, I'm all Team Marvel. I'm a thousand percent Team Marvel. Uh, I don't think I had a rebuttal. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> um, because yeah, I, I also hate most of it but i'm it's not a i'm oh i want to love it because i grew up on comic books just in general and when i was a kid i loved marvel comics over dc comics absolutely but i always did love batman i would i could get into superman here and there but i loved i always loved marvel more okay and i want to know from your personally what are the 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 highlights of marvel for you what are the things that that you love. Where do I begin? Woo-hoo! So I'm a huge X-Men fan. Aurora wow. Monroe Storm is like the center of my nerd heart. Wow. Love her. Have been cosplaying her for 20 years now. Whoa. Like the contacts, everything. It's very intense. I have an award winning Storm cosplay. Ask about me. Wow. Um, huge fan of anything Wakandan. All the Dora Milaje, of course. T'Challa. 
I still think he and Storm should have stayed together. And I have feelings about that Marvel. But it's fine. When did they break up? How did that happen? It's been a little while. Um, I know they were together. They were married. He annulled the marriage because I think she went off to help the X-Men on something that he didn't want her to do. And she was like, I'm going to do what I do. You are not the boss of me, T'Challa. But they had a beautiful love story. They met as teenagers. There's like a whole backstory of when they met when they were young and they met again later. Um, It's a whole thing. And I was very sad when that relationship ended. Mm. I never had thought about, I never thought about that. And I've been an X-Men fan all my life. I will say I hate the movies. I hate the them. movies were not good. I love no. the comic book. I was yeah. raised on the comic book, but I never thought it's so storm is African. Storm yes. is not an American. She's, she's Kenyan. Kenyan. Okay. So then. And a goddess. That means that in the Marvel universe, who are the black American characters? Luke Cage. Luke Cage. That's the first one I was thinking of. Um, Misty Knight. Who was that? She is one of the heroes for hire. She has a robotic arm. Um, is that a she, new, relatively new character? No, she's been around for a while. She's she's part of the Luke Cage kind of universe. Okay, that okay. area. Um, she dates a guy. He's a white guy who does martial arts. I forget his Iron name. Fist. Yes, I think okay. so. That's think, Luke Cage's. Yep. Homeboy. Yep. 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 Okay. So they they We're know one deep another. in the nerd talk on here. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There's Miles Morales. Oh yeah, of course. I don't know much about see, all this. So the last, from when I was seven until I was about twenty one, twenty two, I was deep in the comic books. Mm-hmm. I went to college. I thought I was gonna double major in sequential art. Thought I was gonna be a comic book artist. Um, I ended up just acting. But so I know. Pretty much everything up until about 2005. Mm-hmm. I know tons about the Marvel Universe, but then after that, I'm very lost. Um, so, okay, Misty Knight, I don't really know. I know Luke Cage. I know, I know kind of Miles Morales. MCU, of, Nick Fury's black. Nick Fury, yes. Yeah, yeah okay, that's a, that's a good one. But then, yeah, then, but the two core, I would say, black Marvel characters are both African. That's kind of like how The Wire is like just a lot of British actors. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's not a ton, but Idris for sure. Yeah, Idris. Yeah. Yeah. Or not just The Wire, but like Snowfall, Snowfall. Stars of Brit, uh, Get Out. That's yeah. Interesting that we haven't we haven't cracked that yet. There's and then there's the Falcon, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. I wonder why that is. Why there hasn't, besides Miles Morales, there's not even, there hasn't been an American black character to really, Storm's been around for what, 40 years? I think so, yeah, at least. Black Panther has been around for more than that. He was around since like the 60s or 70s. Maybe the 60s, yeah, 60s or 70s. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, okay. Okay, so you you said uh, Storm, T'Challa, and are you a big fan of the movies? Yes. Okay. Very big. Let's let's do some nerd chat about that because I want to I want to hear what your what your takes are. Yeah. There, where where okay, can you give me your? 
And I'll share mine as well. Oh, I should probably Riri Williams. Wait, wait. Amer- Black American Marvel stars. Riri Williams. Iron- Ironheart. Ironheart. Okay. And ooh, okay. I can we talk about Black Panther too? Absolutely. Okay. Where? What? I think. I think. Uh, uh, like to ask, what did you think of the movie? Is not even. There's so much to unpack with that movie. Where is it sitting for you? Where does that movie sit for you? So I will open by saying I'm incredibly biased. It was my second favorite movie before I saw it. Um, So it just, it confirmed everything I expected, though. I thought it was beautifully done. It's it's a great film. Wow. Um, Wait, what's your first favorite? Black Panther 1. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, The, yeah, I, I really... To me, it feels like Ryan Coogler had to like drive an 18 wheeler through a plastic straw. Mm, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it would have is just a task that was impossible. You mm. could not possibly please anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with that, and then, yeah, it did end up doing what I thought was the only logical thing. I, I, I remember saying, not logical, but like, I remember thinking if Chadwick, if we could have reached into the great beyond and asked Chadwick what he'd want us to do, I don't think he'd be like, yeah, recast another dude as me. You know what I mean? When the first movie was all about centering women and that like his power was from the powerful women that are around him. Yeah. And I don't read the Black Panther book, especially not these days, but from what I understand, the story is that his sister at some point takes over the mantle anyway. Yep. Sure he does. So... It felt important to me that uh, she get to do that, um, especially because, from what I understand, that actor who plays Shuri is a little difficult, <laughs> and that to me feels like the right thing, mm-hmm. like that he's not succeeded by like this perfect champion. He's succeeded by somebody who both in the in the in the story in the fiction and in real life is like is not complete you know what i mean because that's what the situation was mm-hmm. is that we collectively culturally and cult- for black culture had this hero who like we were like you know can do no wrong and he's cut down the person who replaces him should face the challenge of replacing him mm-hmm. not just recast him and let's pretend it didn't happen or something so man i was very i was very moved by that by that movie yeah yeah okay well, okay so that's number one number two what's three the best man the be- wait, marvel movie Oh, I'm, I'm favorite movies in general. Your favorite movies of all time are Black Panther 1 and 2 and then The Best Man? Yeah. Whoa. I love black people. Wow, yes. That is, that list, that list is astonishing. Okay, wait. <laughs> the Best, I don't know that I've seen The Best Man. You should. It's very good. Okay. If somebody was just talking about it. Maybe it was the director. Oh, didn't Robert Townsend direct The Best Man? He might have. I'm not certain. I I don't think he did. Terrence Howard did. is in it? Terrence Howard is in it. Tay Diggs, Tay Morris Diggs. Chestnut, Sonali. I think, I think because I just listened to a podcast with uh, Robert Townsend 
And I think he did direct The Best Man. Okay. Maybe he did. I want to Google this right now. Hmm. Okay. Would, okay, you talk to me about this, please. Sure. Uh, uh, wait, not, Sanaa Lathan is not in it. Yes, she is. She is. Yes. Oh, who, but I'm thinking of another actress who is, ah, uh, it's not Sanaa Lathan. It's the, it's the lady from Boys in the Hood. Oh. Um, Morris Chestnut's wife, Mia, is played by I am blank. I am too. What's her name? But um Yeah, I know I know who you're talking about. I want to say it's Monica something, but I don't I don't know if that's Why? right. Okay. Anyway. All right. Please talk to me about this. I, I wanna know. I wanna understand uh your love for the best man. Tell me all about it. It is Black people being wealthy and having regular relationship problems and also being black, but it is not a story of black pain and black trauma. Mm. It's regular people being regular and also being black people and having black culture because they're black people. And I love stories like that. Growing up, I felt the weight of the absence of stories I could fully relate to. And as such an avid reader reading everything, it's like, I would almost never find characters who looked like me. And on the rare occasion that I did, it was like Shaquandra is trying to stay alive in the projects and figure out if her baby daddy is ever going to leave the streets to be with her. Like it's valid to tell those stories, but those are not the only black stories. And young adult fiction has come a long way from where it was 25 years ago. But then it was very, very hard to find like, I just want to read a book about a nerdy black girl trying to figure out if her crush is going to take her to prom or ask the mean cheerleader. Like, where's that? I was reading Sweet Valley High cover to cover with freaking blonde hair, blue eyed Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield. Like, well, I can relate to their lives, but not their looks. And I'm just going to deal with it. because This is what I got. That, yeah, that is very fascinating. I don't, to this day, like, I don't notice it until I, until I get it. You know, like I grew up loving Doug on Nickelodeon and mm-hmm. Boy Meets World is my favorite sitcom. And, you know, and also watching like uh, Family Matters and The Cosby Show, which is complicated to talk about. But like, you know, we're all raised by that. Yeah. And um, still a beautiful show. <laughs> it's so strange. But uh, the the. um but I remember specifically around Black Panther, but also pr- prior to that around uh, Django, Django Unchained. I remember watching that and like always hearing like, we need black heroes, we need black representation. And I was was like, yeah, I, I can understand people feeling that way. But then when I saw Django, I was like, oh, that's what it feels like to have your own John Wayne. You know what I mean? Like it. I did. I didn't notice the lack until it showed up, and then I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, that makes a huge, that does make a huge difference." Um, I mean, it, it's so important. I think, like, I'm, I love um the Creed series, like I love that so much, and like, and I grew up loving Rocky. Like Rocky is everything to me. So to see, and I remember hearing people be like. What about Apollo? And I was like, Apollo's fine. Like, but then seeing this story of Adonis Creed come forth, I'm like, whoa, okay. Now that all is- right, all right, line it up. 
Welcome to the latest action movie auditions. Uh, name, please. Charles. Charles. Uh, Charles, are you here reading for criminal or sidekick? This is a, this is for a, an action movie. Yes, absolutely, Charles. Did you want to be uh, the criminal or the sidekick, or sidekick to one of the criminals? We're casting for those as well. Uh, I maybe. I just want, I was wondering, is the maybe the the writer or the director is around? Oh yeah, the writers are all here. Okay, because I want, I, I, I kind of think I've read. I was able to, I was able to read the script. Oh yeah, it's a great script, isn't it? It's a fantastic script. Mm-hmm. I was reading it, and I was noticing as I was reading it. Mm-hmm. I read it like three times because I it, it was a. It just read itself. It was so great, and I related so much to it. And one of the things I noticed in the script was that the ca- the main character it doesn't really specify what race he is. Well, we didn't have to. Everybody knows what race our hero is. I mean, he's he's American, so <laughs> I I'm I'm. I'm from uh I'm from Delaware. I was born in Delaware. Okay, but where are you really from? I'm f- East East Delaware. But before that. Uh my parents had sex and then I was in my mother's stomach in East Delaware. So that's where I was. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> I'm an American. Uh-huh. I am tall. And I've been doing a lot of push-ups, uh-huh. and I can memorize lines. And I'm a, I think I'm good at acting. I would like to audition for the action hero. I would, <laughs> I would not. I'm sorry, Charles. I thought you said you wanted to audition for the action hero. I do want to audition for the action hero. I do. I'm very serious. Charles, you do understand this is a blockbuster film not a student project right i just want you to give me a screen test you know what charles i like you so here's what i'm gonna do (sighs) i'm gonna give you my card yes because we are working on a film that's gonna come out next february that i think you'd be very interested in oh it's a historical film a slave movie about people like you oh no overcoming obstacles in the 1700s and i think you'd be just great for that is there an action character in that film that is the lead i mean they're following the lead of our hero that encourages the slaves to revolt but they they are an integral part of the freedom that this man gets for them. All right. I'm going to give you your card back. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait. After you audition everybody that you want to audition for the lead, I want you to audition me for the lead. Charles, we've already cast the lead. Who'd you cast? Um... Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. All right. Well, my name is Charles. Them's better. Them's better than Hemsworth. <laughs> so 
So I want to I want to screen test today. Oh goodness. You people just don't know how to take no for an answer. Correct. Scene. Scene. <laughs> that was beautiful, Stephanie. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really that's really incredible. I Oh, okay. So this leads me to I want to talk about this. You were raised in Pennsylvania? Yes. You you went to Howard. Yes. Talk to me about about that. I feel like um I want to give some context. Okay? I'm Haitian. I'm from Brooklyn, New York and East New York. And so you're I'm raised probably mostly around a lot of other Car- Caribbean blacks and like uh my one of my sisters, my middle sister went to FAM no, yeah, FAMU in Tallahassee. And I remember going to her graduation and I was culture shocked. Mm-hmm. And I was culture shocked even before that because I visited her there on campus at FAM one or two times and I did a trip once where I went to a bunch of uh HBCUs including Howard and culturally I was just like I have not never seen anything like this before so if if you had to describe the those experiences particularly going to Howard but just the town that you grew up in in Pennsylvania I'm so fascinated to hear Harrisburg is like much of America, a majority white town has a decently significant black population. I want to say probably 15% ish, something like that. Um, the area that I grew up in, very suburban, again, largely white, but a decent black population. I was most of the time the only black person in my honors classes, had this sort of relatively common actually experience of. Feeling like I was too white for the black kids and too black for the white kids. And mm. most of my friends were white. But, you know, I felt the tension of that at times. And it really was not until I went to Howard that I really fully embraced and learned to love my black identity and really realized in an experiential way that blackness is not a monolith. My father's a lawyer. My mother is a nurse, both first generation professionals. My Godparents are, you know, an OBGYN and an entrepreneur, real estate professional. So I had, you know, role models in my life that were very intelligent, successful black people, but that was not what I was surrounded by. It was the exception and not the norm. Mm. And when I went to Howard, I will never forget the first time that I went to visit. I was actually recruited for a full academic scholarship. Very cool thing that they did. They recruited uh, national achievement scholars in the same way that a lot of folks recruit athletes and we're like, hey, all expenses paid, like, come, we're going to wine and dine. You just come visit the campus. Howard was not on my radar. I was like Ivy Leagues or bus, baby. Mm. And then I got this call like, hey, just come check out the campus. We just want to take you out for the weekend. I was like, mm, free weekend in D.C., like maybe meet some friends, meet some boys. OK, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I'll go. I'll check it out. So I went, visited and it was just mind blowing. I was meeting black people who had studied ballet their entire lives and spoke Russian and loved comic books and sang opera and did all these things that I was like, there's like 
and this and and this is normal here. Like black people do all this stuff, and nobody's like, "Oh, that's a white thing to do." Sounds so like just Wakanda. like, "Oh, cool." Honestly, Howard is the closest thing to Wakanda that exists. It's where you'll find the Chadwick Boseman School of Fine Arts. Mm. It's where he went to school. He, you know, Chadwick was one of ours. Mm. And yeah, it really, it really is. It is. Damn. Yeah, that is, I remember. I remember having a similar feeling to that when I went on that campus. It did feel like it's a holy place. You yeah. can feel it. Yeah. Who do I mean? Tons of people went there. I know that Felicia Rashad teaches there. Yep, and she she I believe she's a grad too. Yeah, Felicia is one of ours. Thurgood Marshall, Taraji P Henson. No, mm-hmm. oh, Taraji uh, Lance went Gross did he didn't graduate, but he went. He mm-hmm. claims us. We claim him. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, the list is. It's I think small. Young Guru went there. I am not familiar with Young Guru. Young Guru is Jay Z's longtime engineer. Oh, okay. I believe he went to Howard. Huh. Um. Yeah, that is that. Is, I was. I went to art school, and I was very. That's. I'm so fascinated by this experience because I have a very big family. Maybe that's what it is. I have a very mm-hmm. big family, and 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 it runs the gamut from. Just some people just on a little bit of crack to like professionals, you know what I mean? Yep. There we got a lot. I have a very large and 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 in that like, I can't really feel the distinction. I mean, everybody's just part of the family, you know. And um, so so I don't feel like I grew up. I did in East New York. It is sort of like it's bleak where you don't. You see most of the people having a hard time are black or brown, but you're also in New York City where kind of everybody, you know what I mean? At least in the 90s, things start to seem limitless. You don't, I don't, I didn't really grow up feeling limited in, in a certain way. Hello, Ralph. privilege. It's me, your family tree. Over here on this branch, we have a little bit of crack. Mm. And on this branch, we have professionals mm. now that you've gone on to the life eternal it's time for you to place yourself on the family tree um i'm gonna be right in the middle between crack and professionals probably oh you must be an artist i'm dead yeah all right but you get to join the rest of your relatives here with me yeah that seems about right the artists usually go right in the middle between crack and professional if I go on the professional side, I'm going to be out of place. Mm. It's not going to professionals like I don't even I don't even know if you want to hear this uh, family tree. But of course it, I do. Um, uh, But on the crack side, that's sad. It's sad over there. It's fun. And I like to have fun. But the fun is often surrounded by a lot of grimness. And uh, despair. There's I don't want weeping, too much but joy comes in the morning. It, it <laughs> yes, it comes usually through a pipe. I get so I'm probably going to be in the middle, hanging out. Um, also, the, on the professional side, so it, they're not easy to talk to. The crack side is easy to talk to when they're around and conscious, yeah. and, but then they usually talk very fast yeah. or they're asleep. It's it's there's a lot of us in the middle, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out in the middle. I got space right here on my trunk. So, so then what else happens up here, uh, 
tree? We're going to have, is it going to be food or do I need to eat food? Never again. How did I die? Oh, Ralph, we try not to revisit those things, but I can tell you if you really want to know. I don't think I do. I'm all right. Okay. Um, uh, am I going to laugh? Of course you're going to laugh. Okay, that's the one thing I want. I don't need to eat, but I would like to laugh. Are we going to dance? Of course you're going to dance. Is Ziddy here? I mean, not on your tree, but a couple trees over. Can I visit other people's trees? Oh, absolutely. I want to play basketball. Heck yeah, you can do that. I'm not very good. Will I be good here in the afterlife? You'll be the best. Oh, shit, I'm Duncan. They're all the best. Tim Duncan is here? Hey, Ralph. Whoa. You didn't know, but we're cousins. I'm on your family tree. What? Tim Duncan is on my family tree? Dude, this is awesome. Somebody put on the best man. (laughs) 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 That's good. That's good. Wow. That's, uh, oh, man. I feel, um, now I am very curious to, to, about your novels. Hmm. I'm so curious about them. What What are you going to do? What are you going to do? How uh, long how what's the oldest one? How old it is? The uh, the the oldest manuscript. The oldest it, one is yeah. Jasmine Powers Super Geek. It is the origin story of a teenage black girl superhero and science nerd and I completed that in oh gosh. 2010, so 13 years ago. Mm. I got a buddy of mine, young black man. Well, it's about my age, so he's probably not that young anymore. His late 30s named Karan. Shout out to Karan, who I he, he finished a book and self-published it. I lived with him in that, around that same year, around mm. 2013. Um, maybe a little before that. And I don't know where it's gone or what he's done with it, but it, it, I think he has another one on the way. It's it's interesting. It's a very scary proposition to go like, oh, I'm going to put this out on my own or I'm going to, you know, and sometimes it might be worth it to wait. Who knows what the answer is? But that is very interesting. In the are you do you identify as a perfectionist? Oh, yeah. Mm. Big time. Which is odd for an improviser. Improv is the only area of my life in which I allow uncertainty. Mm. It's why I need it. I would probably, I don't know how I would function if I didn't do improv. I would not allow uncertainty or unpredictability in anything. I think I crave and I require improv because it's the only place I allow that to happen. I think I relate to that big time. I think I've allowed the improv to like sort of take over my lifestyle, meaning like the kind of mind and attitude of improv. But I think it's because I like oddly have an analytical mind. And so I'm like, I try to figure out everything as it's happening. So I can kind of, anticipate how things work not what they're gonna do but how they work but yeah i think i needed improv to like yeah as a place to compartmentalize 
unpredictability and yeah so i i think i under we probably are oriented to it in different ways but i, I think can I show you how the world works for only another twenty dollars well uh i only have another twenty dollars this on is me. your future edward I, I am willing to give you the keys to your life do you want your family back do Miss- you want that promotion Miss Magenta, the psychic. First of all, that's a the tough way to open. I did lose my entire family. I yes. know. I I know, Edward. It's I very saw it. painful. I I saw it. I saw a vision. Miss Magenta, I you. I hope you're not uh, insinuating that you're going to give me my family back if I give you twenty dollars. Of course, I can. <laughs> that is absurd. And I only have twenty dollars left. I am tempted, but th- this feels like an abuse of your. Psychic powers, I'm, which I don't even know if they're. I'm very offended that you'd say that, Edward. Wow, what's a be- what's a way? What's the better way for me to look at it, Miss Magenta? You think that I knew your family left just because you have a wedding ring tan with no ring and a picture of a family saved as the background of your cell phone screen, and you look very <sighs> sad? No, I knew because I could see it in your aura. Who's that guy over there flickering the lights on and off when you say aura? Scene. <laughs> you nailed it. You got five scenes in. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, let me see. Tell uh, tell us again. What, uh, tell us how to find the name of your podcast again and how to find it. Uh, New Blurred Order. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, I think Twitch also. New Blurred, B-L-E-R-D as in Black Nerd, New Blurred Order. Who are the other uh, people you do that show with? Um, My homie Vince, who's a hilarious stand-up comedian, Nolly, Yaz, Bad Tie, Good Tie, and all kinds of amazing guests. Oh, wow. Tons of people. Okay. So you're doing that. You're doing uh, North Coast um, with, with me and many other great people. Anything else we should know? Uh, Freestyle Plus, amazing company. Check them out. You can find them online, doing all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, we have a show coming up here in New York City. Freestyle Plus celebrates Juneteenth, all black cast doing all kinds of amazing uh, freestyle improv performance Wednesday, June 14th. Okay. And how do people find you? Um, Instagram, word nerd, Steph, S-T-E-P-H. Okay. Fantastic. Um, Let's everybody follow Stephanie and send her words of light and and encouragement to publish her novels. Send her love, gentle kindness and encouragement. We appreciate you so much, Steph. This is such a fun episode. Thank you so much for doing. Thanks for no having me. No suggestion. We love you guys. Good night.